welcome back to the Self-Care Keto Podcast. I'm your coach, Jess, bringing you a magical experience to help you release the weight from your body and soul. As 2022 is winding down, it's supposed to be the most magical time of the year, but sometimes it can feel anything but magical. Extra expenses, extra events, extra stress, extra grief for the people we've lost, extra food and sugar everywhere, extra emotional eating. I can help. This is what I care so much about, helping you have the real self-care of designing a life that you don't need to numb out from. So I decided I wanted to feel and share the magic of generosity and make some of my normally paid resources completely free until the end of 2022. My self-care keto holiday guide, normally priced at $19, is completely free. It'll help you design a holiday that you love because it's your holiday too. You don't have to resign yourself to stress, exhaustion, deprivation, discomfort, and shame this holiday season. Go get your free download at bit.ly slash self-care keto holiday. I also usually offer a different mindset class each month priced at $22, but this month it's completely free and it's a class on how to reduce your emotional eating by meeting the real unmet needs you have where food is just playing a substitute. You can get that class at bit.ly slash meeting my own needs. The links for both are in the show notes. On the podcast, we're doing an emotional eating series, all about how to reduce our emotional eating by addressing our unmet needs and unset boundaries. I'm sharing some previously recorded Instagram lives on this topic, so you might hear some dated references or notice me engaging with someone in the chat. This content is so transformative, and I know you're going to love it. So listen in, and I'll see you on the other side. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Today, we are going to be talking about boundaries. We're going to be continuing our discussion that we've been doing for a couple weeks now on IGTV and also on the self-care keto podcast about boundaries and specifically why we don't set boundaries. Well, why should we set boundaries in the first place? We started talking about all of this through uh, talking about emotional eating. And so follow back if you're interested in talking about emotional eating, if that's something that you struggle with. Um, so it's definitely something that I struggle with. I struggled with it my entire life. And if you are a human, you probably also struggle with it because every single person emotionally eats from time to time. It's completely normal. Um, now there is a wide spectrum of how, um, maladaptive this is to your life and to your goals. Um, and it can, you know, even in extreme versions, um, show up as disordered eating or an eating disorder. But I also want to normalize the fact that every single person does emotionally eat from time to time. We use food as a self-soothing mechanism, as a coping mechanism. We learned to the we learned to do this in childhood, and it's completely normal. Um, and it can be useful. However, um, it can also be really unhelpful and really um, set us back from our weight loss journey and our goals for ourselves. And um, that is when it can become unhealthy, when we feel like we've kind of lost control over this or it's happening so much that it's actually negatively impacting our day-to-day life and our goals. So um, we have been talking about emotional eating and I wanted to share with you guys that on my journey with eating keto, eating keto has helped me so, so, so much to change what I eat when I emotionally eat but it didn't actually help me to change how often I was emotionally eating. It's just that when I would feel the need to self-soothe with food, 
I was changing what I was eating. So I was no longer eating garbage that was making me feel physically ill. So that's a huge win, right? So, you know, let's celebrate that. That's progress. And if that's you, that's progress. And if you're still eating garbage, even though you're trying to do keto, that's the first step, right? Is just make that commitment to yourself. Like, okay, when I feel the need to emotionally eat, um, that's okay. That's normal. Everybody needs to, um, you know, soothe themselves sometimes when they're in a negative emotional state. But can I make a promise to myself that I'm going to eat foods that bless my body even when that happens? I'm going to, you know, have a keto tree or I'm going to have some strawberries with peanut butter or I'm going to have some dark chocolate or I'm going to have something that still is not going to, um, you know, just totally blow my goals. Uh, but at the same time, I know that I'm eating when I'm not hungry and I'm going to give myself a little bit of grace. That's a great first step. And that's what I was able to do um, through eating keto because um, it really gave you, it really gave me the physiological edge and the metabolic advantage here of like, I have the suppressed cravings. It's okay. I feel a lot more food freedom and a lot more control around food. I trusted myself to not um, just completely blow it and go off plan. Um, but I was still using a lot of keto foods and keto treats to self-soothe when I felt the need to emotionally eat. Maybe you can identify with this. So I was not able to actually reduce my emotional eating. And I don't want to say eliminate emotional eating because I think that's really unrealistic. That's not a goal that we should be shooting for because it's an impossible goal, right? It's it, it, You can't say, I'm never going to do this again, but you can continue to make progress. So the only way that I was able to actually reduce my emotional eating was to start to do the mindset work uh, that was really needed to get to the root of the problem. Why am I emotionally eating so much? Well, because I feel like crap a lot and food makes me feel better. Okay, well, why do I feel like crap a lot? Like, why am I um, angry all the time? Why am I frustrated? Why am I feeling guilty? Why am I feeling resentful? Why am I feeling exhausted? Um, whatever those negative emotions that you're continuing to feel right before you emotionally eat to self-soothe that, to numb that, let's go deeper. Let's do the mindset work here of what is triggering this? Is there anything that I can do differently? And so I have found that emotional eating usually boils down to one of two things, either an unmet need or an unset boundary. And sometimes it could be both. So um, we're talking about setting boundaries so that we can prevent ourselves from getting back into that same negative emotional space. We're taking personal responsibility and saying, okay, maybe this person is this way or whatever that it is, or maybe this situation is this way, whatever that it is, but what can I do? What do I actually have control over? And that is setting boundaries. So go back and listen to the previous episodes, but what are boundaries? What's the point of setting them up? So a boundary is a protective mechanism. It's something that helps you to stay safe and it also helps you to enjoy your life more. So um, it's not just about protecting yourselves and holding yourselves in. You know, you still want to show up for life. You still want to show up in relationships, of course. Um, and, you know, as they say, love is a battlefield. Sometimes things are going to hurt, um, but that also doesn't mean that you need to be a doormat. You know, um, you can speak up for yourself. You can say, make requests in the relationship. You're making um, requests and negotiations in any relationship in your life, whatever that that is. So with your kids, with your partner, with your boss, um, friends, family, whatever that it is. So setting boundaries is practicing self-care because a boundary allows you to love both you and me. 
allows me to love both you and me. It's important. I don't love you to the detriment of myself. I don't love myself to the detriment of you. A boundary allows for both. And it allows you to show up authentically in relationships instead of just showing up in this fake version of, you know, like, oh yeah, everything's okay. Even though on the inside, you're feeling resentful and angry and guilty and all of the things, right? So why we don't set boundaries though? So we don't do what we know we're supposed to do, right? If we if we um, knew how to do it or we knew what was um, holding us back from doing it, then we'd be fine. We, we would already be past this. But there are things that are holding us back from doing it and it's these lies we believe. It's these limiting beliefs. And so doing this mindset work allows us to get to the root of the problem. Like, okay, I'm constantly feeling this way. I'm constantly feeling this way because of this situation and the way that I keep showing up and the way that this other person keeps showing up. And that can be negotiated, but I'm not negotiating it because, okay. So um, a couple episodes back, we talked about the first reason why we don't set boundaries. And that's because we're in denial about the fact that nobody's coming to save us. We just keep hoping and wishing that the situation will change on its own. Maybe even if you're spiritual, you're asking God to please change the situation, Um, but it's not changing. And so no one is coming in to do that for you. Nobody's coming in to speak up on your behalf and um, nobody's coming in to save you. You can do that for yourself. So, but we're in denial about that. And so we keep pushing it down the field, pushing it down the field, hoping that it's magically going to change on its own or that um, someone bigger than us or stronger than us, whoever that might be, is maybe going to come in and fix it for us. That's not going to happen. It's on you, babe. Like you are in the driver's seat of your life and you are the leading lady of your life. And so it's time for you to take that on for yourself. Um, And then the second reason we're gonna be talking about today. So that reason is that we believe that we need to save or change others and we find our value in that. So I can't possibly set a boundary because this other person needs me or um, I can't change the situation because then this other person would not feel loved. If I did that, I can't change the way that I'm eating because my husband is a vegan or my kids have these allergies and that would just make life really too difficult or whatever it might be. Or this person would be upset with me if I started eating differently. Uh, Maybe it would make Taco Tuesday really awkward with the girlfriends going out for uh, drinks and tacos after work. Um, I, you know, I would have to change that up and then they're going to feel weird about that, whatever it might be. But It's based on this idea that we've been conditioned, especially as women in this culture, that we exist to please and to support other people. And that's just a lie, you know? Like, of course, we're showing up for other people in our relationships. And, um, you know, we do add value wherever we go because we are valuable, right? But our value doesn't lie strictly in pleasing other people and being so accommodating and conforming and twisting and contorting ourselves to the point where we are actually uncomfortable and resentful and upset about it, but we feel like we have to do it because then other people won't feel loved. Other people won't feel supported. Other people won't feel, um, basically other people aren't going to get what they want if I get what I want, right? Well, that's not true. That's actually not true. That's a lie that we believe and we continue to self-sacrifice and turn ourselves into martyrs because we believe that that's what we're supposed to do as moms, as daughters, as sisters, as hard workers, as whatever it might be that we feel like we're trying to be. And so part of this is that, you know, we feel like we're being a martyr, martyr because we also are being a savior in a way. And so in order to really help other people in our lives, it requires um, self-sacrifice, right? To the point where we actually feel 
um, uncomfortable, but that's okay because that's what love is. And so that's just not true. Um, like I said, a, a boundary allows me to love both you and me. And I can only love you to the extent that I show love to myself. I might be able to appease you, but that's not actually loving you. And that's not actually loving myself. Love is authentic. Love comes from a place of abundance, not a place of scarcity and fear. Like, oh, I'm afraid of displeasing you, so let me do this. That's not love, that's fear. So we think that we can save or change other people if we can just accommodate or change ourselves enough. And so this is actually a survival response. So I'm sure we've all heard about fight or flight, right? But actually, when we're feeling intimidated or when we're feeling scared or worried or threatened, um, we actually have other options that we do as well. So sometimes it is fight. Sometimes it is flight or flee or run away. Um, but other times it's just freeze and we just don't do anything and just kind of shut down because we don't know what else to do. And then there's this other interesting response and it's called fawning. Fawning, F-A-W-N, fawning. So... Basically, this means people-pleasing. So we have learned that when um, we feel threatened or insecure, that if we could just fawn a little bit and make ourselves more pleasing, then we can create more safety for ourselves or avoid potential rejection for ourselves. And a lot of times this does come out of learning this in childhood. You know, maybe um, your parents were fighting all the time and you felt like you couldn't be too much or maybe you had a sibling that was getting in trouble all the time. So you felt like, oh, well, I can't possibly be too much. Let me just, you know, make myself um, non-problematic as possible. I don't have any needs. I don't have any wants. I'm good over here, you know, and just creating that fawning response. So it could be for a variety of reasons that you might be able to identify. Think back on, you know, when did I first learn to people please and why? Um, so really, you know, we all have these needs, right? And a lot of times they're going unmet, right? But ask yourself, like, what is the unmet need here? Of course, everybody has needs for safety, security, feeling valuable, feeling purposeful, feeling connected, feeling a sense of love and belonging and meaning and purpose in your life. These are not bad. These are universal human needs. Every single person needs these, but we don't earn these things. We are inherently... Um, we are inherently worth these things. So just for being a, it's like a human right. Like we all have the right to feel safety and security and love and belonging. So it's a need and it's a right that you have. It's not something that is earned. It is something that is given, given to you by others, given to you from yourself. And you can do that. So you can give these things to yourself. You can create these things for yourself by starting to ask yourself, okay, well, what am I good at? And what do I actually enjoy? What do I actually want? And what do I want to do about that? But instead, we never think these thoughts. We never give this the time of day. We're always thinking about what other people want from us and trying to do those things so that we can earn love, so that we can create um, you know, a feeling of safety and security by um, receiving it from other people. But we can give this to ourselves. And anytime that we're constantly relying on other people for these things, it is so unfulfilling. It's just that gnawing sense inside of you. And you know what you're doing with that? You're emotionally eating, of course, right? Because it's not real. It's not authentic. It's not um, a secure thing that you always have. It's something that you continue to have to hustle for and earn over and over and over and over again. And we're afraid to set boundaries 
because we're saying, well, if I set boundaries, then my supply for these things is going to get cut off from these other people because they're going to get upset with me. But the truth is that you're not really getting it from them in the first place. That's not real. That's not authentic. Um, it's like the fake version of it, right? The real authentic true thing is given, not earned. And it can, it's given by other people freely and it is given from you to yourself freely. So one thing that really helped me with this is this idea of radical acceptance. This idea of let's stop fighting with reality. Take a look around. This is a good journal exercise to do. Um, what is reality? This is the reality of this person. This is how my partner is. This is how my mother is. This is how my sister is. This is how my coworker is. This is how my boss is, right? And it's not my job to change other people. I cannot change other people. I will drive myself crazy trying to change other people. And that's exactly what's happening. I've been driving myself crazy trying to change other people or change the situation by constantly changing myself to be accommodating or pleasing or trying to save other people, right? Or trying to rescue other people, um, trying to change other people. And that's literally an impossibility. And so fighting with reality is exhausting. So let's just stop fighting with reality. It sounds way simpler. I know that this is really, really difficult. I have struggled with it myself to no end and I have to keep bringing myself back to this, but stop fighting with reality. And one thing that really kept coming up for me a lot was like, but I have to understand why. Why is this person the way that they are? If I could just understand why, then maybe I could change them. No, even if you understand why, it might give you an explanation, but you're still not going to be able to change them. Yeah, maybe you learn some thing about like, oh, but they were brought up this way and you know they went through this difficult experience and so that explains why they are the way that they are. Okay, it explains why they are the way that they are, but it doesn't change them, right? Only they can do the work of changing themselves. Um, but you cannot change anybody and you need to release yourself, and me too, we need to release ourselves from this need to understand why and this need to try to fix it. Let go of this idea that you could have done something different or you could or you should have done something different um, and that would change the situation or that would change this person. That's absolutely not true. So my job is to change me. That's it. Just change me. Change the way that I think about the situation. Change the way that I show up for the situation. Change how often I show up. Um, so these are things that I can negotiate and these are boundaries. But as long as I'm living in this fantasy world that I could potentially do anything that would change or save this person or change or save this situation, I'm, I'm fighting with reality and I'm going to continue to feel disappointed. I'm going to continue to feel resentful. I'm going to continue to feel exhausted. I'm going to continue to self-soothe with food. So we just need to accept reality and change the way that we're showing up for that. I know it's so much easier said than done. Just know that you're not alone. I'm doing this work with myself too, constantly. Um, I'm doing this work with my clients constantly. Um, and so it's a lifelong journey, but we do make progress. And I have made so much progress in reducing my emotional eating by starting to do some of this mindset work of recognizing my unmet needs and my unset boundaries and what I can do to take responsibility for that. 
And the more that you practice, this is real self-care, guys, the more that you practice this real self-care, well, now you're on a journey of self-care. And when it comes time to emotionally eat, well, you've already been practicing so much self-care with this that it would feel out of alignment and untrue to yourself to now go abuse yourself with eating garbage or now go you know, hurt yourself by setting yourself back from your goals and self-sabotaging. And so the more that you practice this self-care proactively through setting boundaries and asking for your needs to be met and meeting those needs yourself in other ways, the less you are going to show up in that old version of yourself of just fear and scarcity and self-soothing and fighting with reality and numbing out and being in denial over and over and over again. So I want to share with you guys a quote from Glennon Doyle in her amazing book, Untamed. And she was sharing about this um, concept of like, especially as women, that we feel this, you know, pressure basically to be martyrs because that's what love does. Love is self-sacrificial. And so she said, um, especially in her motherhood, that she felt this pressure. Um, There were changes that she wanted to make in her life, but she felt like she couldn't because she was afraid of what it would do to her kids, that it would hurt her kids, Um, afraid of what other people would say, afraid of people not feeling loved and supported, whatever that might be. So she said, mothers are not martyrs, they are models. Our children don't need us to save them, They they need to see us save ourselves. And so whether you're a mom or not, Think about the people in your life that you do really love. I know that this comes out of a real love for the people in your life. And, you know, you think that the way to show them love or to best show up for them is to be a martyr, to be self-sacrificial, to, you know, not set your boundaries. And that that's okay as long as they feel loved. They don't need that. They don't need you to be a martyr. What they actually need is for you to be a model. Whether that's your kids, your spouse, your sister, your mom, whatever, people are always looking to you. You you are setting an example. You can actually be a source of inspiration to this person when you take responsibility for yourself and you model the behavior that you are secretly wishing that they would be doing. You just show up for you. You are your responsibility. And when you do that, you actually are helping other people without, you're helping other people by helping yourself because you're getting your needs met, you're keeping yourself safe, you're feeling more fulfilled, you are practicing self-care, you are practicing self-love, and other people will see that and they will be inspired by that. They might not they might seem to not like it at first. Totally valid. It's gonna happen. People get upset when you set boundaries. But over time, they do come to respect you. Um, and you know, I had this journey when I first started eating keto, my husband was mad. He didn't like it. And to his credit, you know, I had already tried every fad diet over and over again. Right. And I'm always doing something new, whatever. So, you know, I'm not trying to make him look fat in this, but I did find a lot of resistance from him in the beginning. Um, and I felt a lot of pressure to accommodate. I felt a lot of pressure of like, oh, I should just give this up. This is not worth fighting about every day. I'm so sick of these, you know, passive aggressive comments or whatever it might be, the eye rolling, the whatever. I was getting sick of it. And there were many times when I thought about giving it up, but I was feeling so much better in myself and I just held my boundary, kept going and results don't lie. You know, I was losing the weight. I was feeling so much better. I was showing up differently in my marriage Uh, happier, lighter, um, you know, more free and also showing up at work better, showing up in my friendships better because I was finally taking care of myself. I wasn't budging on my boundaries. This is what I'm doing. This is my life. 
I have full control over what I put in my mouth. Nobody else gets to decide that for me. And I'm sick of twisting and accommodating and contorting because I'm worried about other people being upset by that. I'm worried about making it awkward, um, whatever it might be. And so I just kept showing up and over time, you know, I gained so much respect from him, you know, and, and over time he was like, you don't have to make the mac and cheese for me. You don't have to make the pasta for me. You don't have to make the rice for me. So, you know, now I'm just cooking keto foods. And even though he doesn't eat keto to this day, guys, um, you know, he's supportive and respectful and I don't have to cook a separate meal. This took a long time, but I'm just sharing with you an example. Also, you know, all the people in my life seem to be very concerned about me at the time. Like, this is a little crazy. How long are you really going to be doing this? You're really not going to eat, um, you know, the food that mom made on Thanksgiving or whatever it might be. People get upset about these things at first. But over time, all of those people have come to me for advice when they started to want to eat keto, right? So these are just, this is just an example of specifically keto or the way that you're eating. But this really applies to all other boundaries in your life. Yes, people are weirded out by it at first. They might be upset about it. They might even be aggressive about it at first. But when you continue to hold your boundary, you are being a model and people do come around over time. They respect you. And then they even look to you as a source of inspiration. You'll be amazed that people start asking you for advice because you're modeling it. So um, last thing, there, there's this is a quote from um, Liz Gilbert. She said, there's no such thing as one-way liberation. Remember, a boundary allows me to love both you and me. So love is expansive. Love is, uh, it's not scarcity, it's abundance. There's plenty to go around. There's liberation for me. There's liberation for you. Um, I don't feel free and liberated at your expense and vice versa. There's no such thing as one-way liberation. So when I choose liberation for myself, it also provides liberation to you through modeling. It gives other people permission to do the same thing. Other people will look around and be like, whoa, okay, I guess, you know, if she can do that, then I can do that. Whether that's the way that I'm eating, whether that's the boundary that I'm setting, it, it really does work over time. It's very difficult in the beginning, but it is so worth it. So that is the second reason why we don't set boundaries. And it's because we mistakenly believe this lie that we need to save or change others. And we find our value in that. And so the solution is to, again, just stop fighting with reality. This is the way that it is. I can't change other people. I can only change myself. How do I want to show up? What do I really want? Um, what am I good at? What kind of purpose do I want for myself? And what do I need to do to support myself in that purpose? Yeah, I need to take better care of myself. I need to show up um, for myself. And that doesn't mean that I no longer show up for others. It just means that I'm also showing up for myself and I'm negotiating boundaries. I'm making requests and relationships. I'm saying, you know, this is, I'm going to show up differently. I'm going to think about this differently. I'm going to take care of myself differently. And that really does act as a model to other people. So don't be a martyr, be a model for other people. Next week, guys, we are going to be talking about um, the third reason uh, why we don't set boundaries, and that's because we believe that it's selfish. I hope you loved this episode. Remember to grab the free holiday guide and the free emotional eating class from the links in the show notes. If you're feeling generous too and would like to give to me too, you can give me a review of this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also give me a review on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash the keto fit. It only takes a moment of your time and you have no idea how much it means to me. I'm a words of affirmation, love language person, and I absolutely treasure the words that you leave me. I do. I read them when I'm feeling low and it is pure rocket fuel for me. 
The reviews also help me to grow and to help more women. Seriously, I have had clients tell me that they just knew that they had to work with me after reading reviews. So it's really an amazing gift to me. You can also give me a referral by telling others about my podcast and about my coaching. And if you want to give more, you can even send me a tip of any amount at paypal.me slash the keto fit. I also hope that you'll give yourself the gift of investing in yourself and your health journey by working with me as your coach. You can learn more about my coaching services at theketofit.com. I work with clients one-on-one and I help you transform your life in eight weeks. And I also have a self-coaching online course called the Self-Care Keto Mindset Masterclass. All the info, including my prices, are up on my website, and you can sign up for a completely free curiosity call. I would love to get to know you better and tell you more about how I could help you. If you're not yet following me on social media, make sure that you do. I'm on facebook.com slash theketofit, instagram.com slash theketofit, linkedin.com slash in slash theketofit. You can get encouragement and tips from me every single day. I also love engaging with you in my direct messages. And if you have a question, advice is always free. I'm cheering for you. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll see you next week here on the pod.